Hey, it's Lauren. This is an excerpt from the full-length episode. To listen to the entire episode, head to the show notes and follow the link. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. So I think a great place to start would be jam because you can make jam with really almost any fruit. You know, a lot of people put pectin in their jam. I don't. I don't put pectin in any of my jams. And I'm here to tell everyone that you don't have to put pectin in your jams. So my basic ratio for making a jam is that for every pound of fruit, and that's with, you know, say you're using peaches, that would be with the, the stones out. For every pound of fruit, you want about a third a pound of sweetener. And ideally, you do want to use, especially when you're just starting out, you do want to use sugar. I, at this point, do use some honey and some maple syrup. But when you introduce that, you're introducing liquid, which kind of fucks with your ratio. So I recommend starting with sugar. And so it's a third of a pound of sugar at every pound of fruit. And you just mix those together. And then you put in, you know, some herbs to suit your intentions. Maybe you want to make uh, like a self-love jam. So for that, you would either pestle and mortar or spice grinder up a little bit of hibiscus, like a dried hibiscus until it was a powder, or you could use rose petals if those are more like easily available to you. Either of those taste delicious with fruit and you would add that into your pot. You want to use a big pot along with your fruit and your sugar. And I would say like about, depends on the herb, but for hibiscus or rose, about like a tablespoon per pound of fruit and you just cook it. You just cook it over like a medium low heat. And at first all the fruit will release its juice and you stir it every once in a while, you know, maybe every 10 minutes or so you stir and you stir in that intention as you stir, you know, you think about like self-love. I like when I'm stirring in my intention to envision my intention as if it was already happening. So instead of just stirring and, and thinking like self-love, I'll stir it and I'll imagine myself like looking in the mirror and thinking like, wow, you're so beautiful and you're so powerful and you got this girl. Like, you know, I'll stir it in and I'll imagine myself really accomplishing my goals, doing the thing and feeling proud of myself for it. And that could be true of anything. You know, if you're making a love potion, you'd close your eyes and you'd imagine you'd envision that relationship working out. And you cook the jam until it's basically until it's jam, until it looks like jam you bought at the store, but a little thinner because it's going to, it's going to get thicker as it cools. Um, and if you want to get that texture spot on, you pop a plate, just like a, not a plastic one, like a stoneware plate in your freezer. And then after about like 10 minutes, take it out, put a little spoonful of jam on it, let it come down to room temp. And if it's a jam texture, you're done. And if it's not quite a jam texture yet, keep cooking it. Things like apples will actually, instead of becoming jam, will become apple butter. I find that that's a longer cook. That's more like three to four hours versus like one to two. You know, you want to start with more fruit than you think you need. The other day I made apple butter and it was about seven apples made about 16 ounces of apple butter, which is about a pint. So yeah, so, but it's pretty, you know, I think jam intimidates people, but it's actually very, very easy. I'm really glad I'm hungry while I'm talking to you. This is fabulous. I'm like, oh, can I make apple butter? Can I make jam? What do I have in my, in my freezer, in my fridge? That's wonderful. Now I know off the top as well, you, you and I were talking before I hit record a little bit about apple crisp is my favorite. So do you have an apple crisp recipe that you might be willing to share <laughs> for me? <laughs> I love apple crisp. I'm pulling this out of my grid. So, um, oh, here we go. So you just want to cut up enough apples to fill like your, your pie pan or your dish. You know, usually I make it in a pie pan and that'll be about five medium sized apples. You can also totally make this with pears. I like to toss my apples with about like maybe about a teaspoon of cinnamon and then about like two or three tablespoons of 
either brown sugar or maple syrup. If you do maple syrup, you may want to also toss a little bit of uh, cornstarch in there because again, the maple syrup is a liquid. If you toss it with brown sugar, if it's apples, no need to add any cornstarch. And then for the topping, I'm allergic to nuts, but if someone wanted to sub in nuts in this recipe, that would be fine. Nuts also carry a very strong abundance and bounty correspondence, just like seeds do. There's a lot of like interchange between herbs. You can frequently find something to replace something else. So you could also use nuts for this, but I use seeds. I use one third cup each of pepitas, which are pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. Sometimes instead of the pepitas or the sunflower seeds, I'll use the white pumpkin seeds that still have the shell on. I'm never really sure what to call those versus the green pepitas. And then you mix those together. I like to chop the larger ones. The sunflower seeds I leave whole, but the pepitas I chop up a little. And then I toss those with a quarter cup of brown sugar, one third cup of flour. And then I take five tablespoons of cold butter and I chop them up small and I kind of like work that in. You could use a pastry cutter. I like to use my hands. Um, (laughs) I find that like really like putting my hands in the food makes me feel kind of connected with it. And like, I'm really like, I'm doing something. I'm releasing these abundance energy and I'm just like getting it going. In my line of work, we put our hands in the food a lot. And so that could be born out of that. And so then you you pop your apples and your brown sugar and you toss it up in your pan and you just cover it in that crisp topping. If you're using a really big pan, you might have double the crisp topping. The ratios I gave were for more like a pie pan. And you want it to be pretty well covered because as it melts, it somehow seems to become more sparse. So (laughs) I just coat that pan in it and then you bake it at, and this will be a Fahrenheit temperature. You bake it at 350 degrees for like, you know, I would check on it after 20 minutes and then maybe turn it and then come back after 30 and check it. It'll probably be done before it hits 40 recipes that I write out for the Instagram. I have, when I'm cooking them, I'm writing down the amounts and that's, I translate them to the Instagram, but for myself, when I cook, if I'm not going to share it, there really is no, (laughs) there's no measuring. So everything I've just said is sort of an estimate. This is a recipe that really it'll work. Even if you, you know, if you double something, if you have something, it'll work, it's going to come together. But I like to cook very like intuitively and I don't do a whole lot of, of measuring or recording. My husband is always on me about like, this was so good. Did you write down the recipe? And I'm like, no. 